Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm recording this in year 42 of 2020. (laughs) Okay, it's really April 2021, but COVID time is strange. It happens quick and slow at the same time. I'm sure you've had the experience where it seems like we've only been wearing face masks for a short time, but also you can't remember a time before they were normal. Or how Easter 2021 seemed to come immediately after Easter 2020, but Christmas 2020 was a hundred years from Christmas 2019. The pandemic lockdowns only started a year ago, but remember when everyone stocked up on toilet paper? It seems like that happened back in the 70s. But I'm sure some of you listeners still haven't had to buy toilet paper in the last year. (laughs) And I suppose that's good for you. And I'm not sure where you're living, but up here in northern Michigan, we had an entire news segment devoted to how to safely eat a pizza. That's right. Back at the beginning of this, it wasn't quite so simple. Here's how we had to do this 41 years ago at the beginning of 2020. Order a pizza and pay using a credit card. Cash is no longer acceptable in this dystopia. When the delivery guy arrives through a closed door while wearing a mask, shout at the delivery person to leave the pizza on the front porch and walk away. Pull aside your crocheted curtains just enough to watch him or her retreat back to his or her vehicle. Once their door is closed, wait a full minute to open the door. Then open your door and retrieve the pizza box. Your hands are now infected. Bring the pizza to your kitchen island If you don't have a kitchen island, or it is perpetually covered in mail and kids' art projects, throw away your pizza. You have no business ordering a pizza during a pandemic. Now, while you were waiting for the pizza, you should have sanitized your entire island and put a piece of tape down the middle of it, bisecting the island into two equal parts. If you have a dark-colored island, like a deep redwood, use a light-color tape. If your island is a lighter color, like some granites, use a darker-color tape. Contrast is key for optimal safety. Label one side clean. Label the other side contaminated. You can use sticky notes for the labels, but it is suggested to use laminated cards in the event of a longer pandemic. Place the pizza box on the contaminated side of the island. Admire the pizza box. Then, with your contaminated hands, open the pizza box, being careful not to allow the box outside of the contaminated island zone. Break down the sides of the box so there is no longer a lip. Once the box is fully opened, carefully pick it up and hover over the clean side of the island. With a bouncing motion, carefully slide the pizza off the box onto the countertop, taking care not to touch the contaminated box on the clean countertop or your contaminated hands onto the clean pizza. 
Now, immediately take the pizza box outside and throw it in the trash. Upon entering, wash your hands for 30 seconds. Sing happy birthday slowly. Saying the Lord's Prayer will do no good because it is not long enough. Now, grab a disinfectant wipe and clean off the doorknobs you used to exit and re-enter your home. Wash your hands again, and if you must, the Apostles' Creed is about the right length of time. Now, while you are waiting for your pizza to arrive, you should have preheated your oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit because your pizza is now cold. Place the pizza on a baking sheet and into the oven for five to seven minutes to reheat your pizza. Disinfect both sides of your kitchen island. Wash your hands again. You don't have anything better to do. And now you can enjoy your pizza during the pandemic. True story. True news story. I watched the whole thing. Well, let's take a look at a story that happens after all this is done. Something that takes place after the pandemic has done whatever it's going to do. Today's story was written by Kristen L. Norman. Kristen L. Norman was born and raised in the forgotten borough of New York City. She has lived on each coast and now resides in the frozen tundra that is northern Michigan. She is a pastor's wife, mother of two, teacher, and author. Kristen has published the book, An Attempt at Writing, a short story compilation, which you can find on Amazon. You can find her on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Kristen L. Norman. That's Kristen spelled with two eyes. Check the show notes for all the direct links. So, without further ado, The Untold Podcast proudly presents Vibrant Village, written and narrated by Kristen L. Norman. My great-grandmother died last week. She was the only window I had to a world outside of Vibrant Village. The walls seemed to thicken with each day of her passing. When Nona Lola was young, she was hired as a nurse and hairstylist for Vibrant Village, a self-sustaining nursing home complex. My Nona told me it had been built in a deserted shopping mall. The nursing home was designed to look and function like a small town to help residents, particularly those with dementia, feel more at ease. As a child, I would go into her room, lie down in the bed next to her, and listen to her stories. Stories about the beginning of the village. The moon. Space travel. Three, two, one, fire. The great pandemic. And butterflies. Nona Lola, tell me about the beginning, when you first started working here. Again? But she would smile and talk with me until my mom told me I had to leave so Nona could get some rest. One of my favorite stories was about how Vibrant Village became her home. Shortly after I started working here, the great pandemic began. I lived through a pandemic as a child, but this one was much worse. During the first, nursing homes became breeding grounds for the disease. So 20 years later, when the great pandemic began, they went into lockdown immediately 
Many of the workers came to live here during the lockdown, but the doors were never unlocked, and I never saw the moon again. So were you and Nono a couple before the great pandemic? No, I barely knew him before. We worked different shifts, but as the lockdown went on, we all got to know each other pretty well. We soon figured out who we could live with and who we couldn't. Your Nono and I got on well enough and decided if we were going to be stuck in this place that we might as well get married. He was a good man. Nono had died before I was born, but everyone always said that he was a good man. That's all I really knew about him. But I guess if there's only one thing people say about you, being good ain't too bad. Has anyone ever tried to leave? I asked this often. She never seemed to grow tired of my questions. Oh, yes. About five years after the lockdown, a small group went out to find out what had happened to the world. But they never returned. That was the last time the doors were ever unlocked. I grew up picturing this brave group and imagining what had happened to them. Had they been infected? Murdered? Lost? Or did they merely go on with their lives, leaving us behind? Nona Lola had been gone a week now, and I couldn't believe that I would never hear her stories again. Had she told me all of them? Were there ones that would never be told? She was the only person who I had known who had ever lived outside these walls, and now she was gone. I was sitting alone in the memorial garden next to Nona Lola's memorial site when a large group of kids walked by. They were a few years older than me, and Frank was with them. Frank was my neighbor, and I hated how easily my cheeks warmed whenever he passed. They carelessly walked through the darkness, past the rocks and trees placed to memorialize the dead. I saw Frank and two others push a large stone. One of the girls was carrying a rope. She tied it around the stone and dropped the rest down the hole. They each climbed down until Frank was the only one left. He looked at me and gestured for me to come over. I didn't even think he had noticed me. I got up and walked over to him. Hey Frank, so what's going on? I asked, trying to sound casual. Cassidy, we're leaving. Want to come? What do you mean, leaving? Oh, just for a bit. We dug this hole a few weeks back and have gone out a couple of times. There are hills, tall trees, and birds. There's no one around. It's peaceful. You in? I nodded. This would probably go down as one of the dumbest things a girl had ever done for a guy. But if I was being honest with myself, I had been waiting for this day my entire life. I was about to see the moon. Not a hologram that mimicked the moon's glow, but the real thing. Just like my Nona had seen. I climbed down the hole, the rope burning my uncalloused hands. When I hit the ground, I saw a tunnel ahead of me. I began to crawl through the dirt and rock. Sharp pebbles stuck into my knees and hands. I was guided by a small light up ahead. And although it was small, it was much brighter than the lights in the village. When I got to the end of the tunnel... I was momentarily blinded. I closed my eyes and slowly started to blink. I could see blue sky mixed with white wisps. I breathed in the fresh air. Frank was just behind me and I could feel his warm breath on the back of my neck. I listened without movement, afraid to leave the safety of the tunnel that connected me to my home. It must be daytime out here. Strange that our time cycles out of sync. Yeah, my dad told me that it's from the power outages. Every time the power goes out, the time resets. He placed his hand on my back. Keep going. 
It's safe. I reached my hand outside of the tunnel and felt the warmth of the sun. I was about to leave the tunnel when I heard screaming. My instinct was to turn back, but Frank pushed me out of the tunnel as he reached to go around me to get to the scream. He had only just gotten to his feet when a girl came running at us, yelling, Go! Back in the tunnel! Quick! I was pushed back into the darkness. I climbed up the rope faster than I thought I would have been able to and threw myself on the ground next to the hole. Frank and the girl were up shortly after me. Another guy followed and yelled, Help me get this rock over the hole! Now! Frank started to protest. What about the others? But as he looked down the hole, his voice broke, and he began pushing. The large stone clunked into place. They're dead, the girl said. The guy put his arm around her and she sobbed with her head buried in his chest. Frank looked at me with terror in his eyes. I hope those things can't dig. Between the girl's sobs, I could hear the sound of something scratching against the rock. I would never see the moon. And that was our story. I hope you liked it. It's probably no surprise to you that I love short stories, and stories like this that leave my imagination to whatever nightmares it conjures up on the other side of the stone are often the ones that stay with me. Before we go, remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. Please remember to like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. Support us on Patreon and tell your friends. Remember, Patreon supporters at the $5 or higher level now have access to the digital files for Untold, a novel. This was a novel I wrote 20 years ago and is now updated and expanded. The only way to get your hands on it right now is by becoming a supporter of the show at the $5 level or higher. Head over to www.patreon.com slash untoldpodcast. The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannan, J.D. Rempel, Richard Zhang, Jen Finelli, Fred Heimbaugh, Parker J. Cole, Laura Van Arendonk-Bah, Amy Winters-Voss, Mike and Andrew Williams, Spirit Blade Productions, The Retro Rewind Podcast, Rudy Diaz, Jackie Jolene, Amanda St. John, G.S. Muse, and Nathan and Casey Butler. Leading us out this time is Jared Mark with Avalanche. You can find his music at jaredmark.com. That's Mark with a C. Until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman reminding you, keep going. It's safe. Everything.
Trust your crying again. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to <or> try. <laughs> <Yes or> try. <laughs>